and welcome to the Virgin Podcaster. I'm Olivia, and if you don't know me, I'm part of the Bardolatry Podcast crew. But to be honest, I don't really know anything about podcasts, other than how much fun they are to make, which makes me the Virgin Podcaster. This podcast series will be dedicated to my friends teaching me the ways of the podcast. But to kick off the series, I want to get meta for a moment and talk about the delightful and sometimes confusing medium known as the podcast. And yes, I realize I'm using a podcast to talk about podcasts, which makes this first episode the podcast podcast. See? Meta. Today, we'll look at the unlikely history, influence, and evolution of the podcast. We will also speak to our very own podcast expert and friend, Gabs Roman, who deals with podcasts firsthand both as an enthusiast and as a podcast creator herself. So without further ado, let's jump right in. First of all, What exactly is a podcast, besides the thing you're listening to right now? Well, according to the wiki entry, always a definitive and reputable source, a podcast is a digital medium that consists of an episodic series of audio, video, digital radio, PDF, or EPUB files subscribed to and downloaded through web syndication or streamed online to a computer or mobile device. Anyway, the word is derived from mixing broadcast and pod. And in case it wasn't clear, the pod part stems from the success of the iPod, since audio podcasts are often listened to on portable media players. And just in case you need a more thorough and official definition, Merriam-Webster defines podcast as a program, as of music or talk, made available in digital format for automatic download over the internet. No matter what definition you choose, that's really just a fancy way of saying that the podcast is the modern answer to radio stations of yesteryear. Now, the history of the podcast is long and varied and somewhat muddled, so to spare you the torture of going through the entire history yourself, I'll just give you the tiniest of small reviews. If you want a more in-depth look, you can go to the links listed below, which I used when compiling this information. Always remember to cite your sources, people! Okay, ready? Here we go. Podcasting was first known as audio blogging as early as the 1980s, along with the advent of broadband internet and portable digital audio playback devices such as the iPod. Podcasting is the medium we know now, along with the name we know now, only began to take hold in late 2004. But before the World Wide Web began, RSC, or Radio Computing Services, provided music and talk-related software to radio stations in digital format. But between the beginning of the RSC and today's podcasts, a bunch of technological developments had to happen to allow for digital distribution of audio files. Steps along the way include audio subscription sites of yesteryear, which were mostly used for educational purposes, jukebox sites that sorted audio files for audiences, and the early days of internet radio in the 1990s. There was also Napster. We all remember Napster, that audio file sharing site that allowed users to upload and share music. There were other audio file sharing sites too, like i2go and the Applicant Technologies, which was like TiVo recording for audio content. We're getting there but we're not quite at the podcast we know today. Are you still with me? No? Good! Audio file sharing was a huge leap toward the present-day podcast, but serializing audio content wasn't enough on its own. Techies still needed to develop and perfect streamlining the way audio files are shared. This was the joint brainchild and implementation of Tristan Lewis, Dave Weiner, and Adam Curry. And Weiner and Curry were also responsible for creating and implementing RSS format and RSS feed. Now, there's a lot of snazzy computer stuff in here about aggregating files and making them easier to transmit, and a lot of it I don't understand. 
But long story short, that made it easier to send audio files. Adam Curry also came up with the idea of releasing audio files episodically to the public, which made it easier to release audio files directly to the listener in a timely schedule. Without Curry and his comrades' ingenuity, the podcast as we know it might not have been possible, or the way podcasts work might have been different. And that is the most basic, untech-savvy way I can explain it without going way in over my head. Now we get to the fun controversy part of this, since everyone loves a good controversy. In the late 90s, Jim Logan, an inventor, claims to have invented the product and idea of podcasting all by himself. According to an interview Logan did for an Ars Technica article early last year, Logan thought up something that was a hybrid of the iPod and the podcast. He created a company, Personal Audio, and blew over 1.6 million, yes, 1.6 million, from his own pocket to fundraise for his project. He was ultimately unsuccessful, but with a patent issued to him in 2012, he hung on to it, sat back, and waited for the perfect time to take credit. He is known as what we like to call a patent troll, someone who tries to sue or get settlements from companies that have actualized someone's idea simply for claiming to have, quote, thought of it first. According to Logan, podcasting was only created in 2003, quote, in terms of mass market, with publicly available content. The invention was really in 1996, end quote. The patent that personal audio holds apparently covers the production of serialized or episodic content that can be downloaded from a specific URL that client software can retrieve and store. Effectively, the definition of a podcast. This patent, apparently, allows him to confront anyone who uses the term podcast or who creates a podcast and sue him or her for use without permission. Personally, I think Mr. Logan is full of beeswax. That's like trying to patent the song or the poem or the book. It's a form of transmitting entertainment or knowledge, and it should be for public usage. If Logan had come up with the technology behind podcasts, or the podcast's first show, that would be different. And he could take credit. Or at least, you know, have a creative leg to stand on. Mr. Logan has stirred up much controversy with his claims, even angering Adam Carolla in the process. Personal Audio sued ACE Broadcasting Network, Mr. Carolla's company that hosts his highly rated and famous podcast, The Adam Carolla Show. Personal Audio has also gotten into its fair share of sticky situations and lawsuits, and in an attempt to go for the gold, has also filed suit against NBC and CBS, as well as the Discovery Channel's HowStuffWorks.com and Togi Entertainment's TogiNet streaming station. There's currently no word on the trials, or the results of the suits. The Economist did put out a great article about this and intellectual property rights just last year that is absolutely worth checking out. The Ars Technica article is also interesting. And it brings up the question of intellectual property and ownership, and if having an idea is the same as bringing that idea to fruition, especially if two people have the same idea, or roughly the same concept, and have never interacted before. But enough of the history of the podcast. Let's talk about what goes into making a podcast, and which podcasts are the best around. It's time for this virgin podcaster to learn some stuff. Okay, listeners, now we get into the fun (laughs) stuff about podcasts, which is about what goes into making a great podcast, and... Now I get to learn all the things I don't know about podcasts. So with me today is Gabs Roman, one of our editor-in-chiefs here at Minerva Mag, who also runs a podcast with her brother Ben called Novel Ideas, and we'll talk about that more. Um, I also have to point out that the first time we tried to do this interview, I completely flubbed it because I didn't press the record button, so we had like this beautiful 15-minute conversation, and I learned so much, and we didn't record anything. So this is why you should not put the virgin podcaster in charge of recording podcasts. Yeah, but anyway, telling Olivia it's a good first lesson, though. Yeah, that's true. 
I now, now you know. <laughs> Turn Always on. press record. It's an important integral component. And only interview people who like you enough to do the interview twice. Yes. That's my second piece of advice. I like that. I appreciate that. Yes. So thank you for being here again. Oh, no problem. <laughs> I like I like podcasts enough to be here again. So thanks for having me. Yeah, any time. So I guess the first question I want to start with. Um, which we kind of talked about a little bit, but, and you said it was like a good first podcaster question because I don't know anything about this, but how do podcasts work? What's the basic formula, which we kind of discussed. There isn't one, but you can get into that. And like, what's the basic format to so do on a riff? Yeah. So the kind of cool thing about podcasts is that they can be any length, any subject for anyone, pretty mm-hmm. much. There's not a basic formula that works for them. Um, you can't even really go in and say like, uh, like, there's not, there's not a certain genre, so, you know, I was thinking, okay. like, if you're talking about songs, you'd be like, well, pop songs are like this, and yeah. classical songs are like this, but, you know, a review podcast, for example, mm-hmm. which talks about, like, TV or movies, might yeah. run an hour, it might run half an hour, it might run an hour and a half, they might have on guests, they might not, so, okay. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going on. But okay. basically, um, just to kind of give you, like, a general idea, yes. is there are, like, the really, really short ones, which mm-hmm. are, like, five, six minutes, and those are usually just, like, a, um, I think NPR does one that's, like, headlines of the day. Okay. Or there was one podcast I found that talked about, like, um, like a vocab word or something okay. for, like, five minutes. Cool. Um, the more common length is about 30 to 40 minutes, um, because I think people are worried you'll kind of lose your attention after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> General um, audience has the attention span of, like, I don't know, a flea. Yeah, and, and I mean, it also depends on, like, who's listening to it. But, yeah, mm-hmm. 30 to 40 minutes, um, and those can kind of cover, like, the full gamut of okay. whatever. And then you kind of have the ones that are more, like, an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of podcasts that come from NPR will be about an hour long because it's, okay. like, an hour-long radio program, and then they just turn it into a podcast. Okay. Um, ben and I try to make novel ideas about an hour long. Um, and then you have some that are, like, even crazier than that. I listen to a podcast called Hardcore History that can often be two or three hours per episode uh he even had one that was four hours for one episode but that is very rare Mm -hmm. um and the different formats um a lot of the well okay because i was gonna say a lot of popular ones follow this formula but that's not even really true okay so like a very common formula is kind of like the two friends like shooting the shit so um they might be comedians or they might just be like really good friends and then they just they ostensibly are supposed to be talking about something, but then get off track because, you know, that's what you do when you talk to your friends, and <laughs> yeah. just, they just go crazy, and, like, it's just fun to listen to. Okay. Um, then you have, uh, like, the more news-based things, so, again, to bring up NPR, since mm-hmm. they're like, huge in the podcast world. Yes, I've heard so, of them. Yeah, <laughs> something like um, This American Life is, like, very carefully reported stories. Okay. Um, and there are a fair number of podcasts like that where they go talk to people, try to, you know, share interesting stories that they learned. Um, that's a pretty common one you'll see is sharing stories and they all kind Mm -hmm. of, they might have different themes. So there's a podcast called Risk, uh, Mm -hmm. where they talk about people in risky, dangerous situations, for example. Um, so they're kind of doing the This American Life thing, but at it from a different angle. Okay. Um, and then you have, um... 
like the ones where you have the typical cast and they'll bring mm-hmm. in maybe a guest speaker for okay. each one for various reasons. So, so more like talk show e in that regard where you have like a panel and then a guest or Yeah. Um not quite. Yeah, well, I mean, it can be like that. The example, one of the examples I was thinking of was Professor Blastoff, which is three comedians and then just like someone they know, and so it's not necessarily as okay like that, but it can be, um, or like an interview style. I listened mm-hmm. to a podcast called History Extra, where uh, each podcast they're basically just talking to a various historian about something nice. they're an expert in, and you'll okay. do like a 30 minute interview. Okay. So, I mean, as you can tell, there's podcasts for everything there's podcasts um advising you how to take care of your finances how to cook how to have a better sex life how to whatever like it's it's everything okay it's basically like any section you would find in a bookstore you're also gonna find in the podcast world that's really interesting because i was trying to think about what podcasts were at least in my head before i knew anything and i was like are they more like audiobooks or are they like radio shows and it sounds like they're kind of both but also kind of neither depending on what you're listening to. yeah and and that's actually an interesting question because um you know you do have the radio shows mm-hmm. like uh wait wait don't tell me is right. a call-in radio show yeah my parents just, love that show. yeah just listen to a podcast yeah um but then uh there was a podcast there's a podcast called um gosh now I'm not even remember it's it's a short story mm-hmm. I think it's um uh, now I don't remember it's a short story podcast though and mm-hmm. they read just read a couple short stories every week oh that's cool or um there was one I used to listen to where a guy read like a different chapter of like a um work of classic literature oh, every nice. week okay so they can actually kind of be an audiobook format mm-hmm. um if you want them to be but I would say that is not very common. Okay. Uh, it's much more common to have people talking to each other and okay. not, like, one person reading a story. Yeah. So I guess that makes me question, like, are we an interview podcast, like, right now at this moment? Or are we just two friends talking? Like, how would you, I guess you can't really give it a label, but air quotes. <laughs> I would say, I would say it'd be more interview in this okay. case, because we're kind of doing a Q&A thing, and I'm ostensibly the expert, although... You are, eh. compared to me. Like, compared to you, yeah. I know nothing. Um, but if we were just, like, for example, so everyone knows, right before we started recording, I was just randomly talking about, like, <laughs> Gone with the Wind. Yes. And if you had been recording during that, that would be more just, like, okay. friends shooting the shit sort of cool. thing. So. Maybe next issue. Maybe next yeah. episode. <laughs> Issues. <laughs> Stuck in magazine What are they called? <laughs> Um, okay, so that's cool. You answered that those initial questions, and you also touched upon the audience. So it sounds like you know, audience is super dependent on the podcast or the subject, or even maybe the episode, depending on what people want to hear. Yeah, yeah. So um, I did want to talk a little bit more about that. So sure. Yeah, one of the cool things about podcasts is there are some where every week you just kind of listen because mm-hmm. it follows you know the same format. But um, if you listen to like a review type show, so if you're listening to um, a Game of Thrones podcast, for example, mm-hmm. you're going to listen to the episode, you're going to listen to every episode because right. you're watching every episode, mm-hmm. but if you listen to um, a movie review podcast okay. or a book review podcast, which I have some of those, mm-hmm. um, I pick and choose movies I've seen and books I've seen typically because I don't really care to listen to people talk for an hour about something that I yeah. haven't read or seen, um, although some people really like doing that. 
Um, I guess it would help you kind of formulate an opinion before, especially if the voice is someone you really trust. Yeah. Like, they have the same taste as me, you know. They liked this movie. I'll go see this movie now. And I've I've had, I have a couple, you know, pretty much only our friends listen to novel ideas because we're not well-known at all. But I've had a couple friends who say, well, if I'm kind of on the fence about reading a book, I'll go ahead and listen to your episode and see what you think and that's, decide that's, if I want to buy it or not. So. You're a reliable voice yeah. to people, which is good. And we'll talk about novel ideas in a minute and come on here about it in depth and add yeah. it to my podcast. <laughs> um, but other than that, um, for I listen to a lot of history podcasts and so some of those are for super casual listeners who just want to know a little bit more. Some of them are really, really in-depth for people who are really, really into history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned hardcore history. Yeah. Um, a casual listener who just wants to know a little bit more about Genghis Khan is not going to listen to eight hours of podcasts about Genghis yeah. Khan. Yeah. It's just not a thing that's going to happen. Um but some history podcasts also, uh, I might scroll through the list and be like, oh, this episode's about a king I don't care about, or a time in history that I'm just not that interested in, or yeah. it's about warfare, and I don't really want to hear more about that, yeah. and so I'll, I'll skip those ones. So that is a nice thing you can pick and choose. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I was going to say about audience mm-hmm. is um, when people listen to podcasts. Oh, yeah, that's a, good, thinking about. that's a good point, because it's like, are they commuting things? Do you listen to them? Like, Do you block out time for them? How does that work? Right, so I typically... Um, listen to them on commutes, although since I moved to Boston, I've not been doing that because the tea is too loud for me to comfortably have the noise in my ears. So loud. I'm always afraid to <laughs> my stops, so I like, just paranoidly look out the window, like, three more stops until I have to get off the train. Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people listen to them on commutes. I, I used to listen to them when I drove to and from work. That makes sense. Um, I also listen to podcasts when I work out, so like, if I'm going on okay. a long walk, I'll bring a podcast with me. Nice. Or lately when I've been working on a final project, if it doesn't involve writing or reading and mm-hmm. it's more just like formatting, that sort of thing, yeah. I'll listen to podcasts. Um, but I know that podcasts are really popular with like um, truckers, people who drive long distances. Oh, that makes sense. Because if you're driving for a 12-hour shift, then a podcast yeah. is going to keep you entertained potentially longer than music will. You can only listen to like top five hits on repeat for so long on your yeah. XYZ radio station. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then people who have repetitive jobs where they can go long stretches without having to think. So I found out by listening to, you know, like listener mail sometimes that people do in their episodes that uh, like lab researchers, for example, on the day um. where they come in and they're just like moving vials around and putting them in a spinny thing and they don't have to like worry about yeah. anything like really detailed. Um, they do eight hours of mindless work more or less they'll listen to podcasts all day that makes sense um, too. or i have a friend who um does uh like customer service type stuff and when she's not taking mm. phone calls she's doing very basic kind of database work yeah and so she'll listen to podcasts and audiobooks um cool. if no one's like if the phone's not ringing off the hook. yeah um so they're actually really great for those sorts of jobs mm-hmm. and keeps you from feeling like you're this isolated weirdo like <laughs> yeah staring at this thing in a cubicle with a centrifuge or like a i don't know putting caps on toothpaste bottles whatever yeah um but then like my brother he'll listen to podcasts on his computer while he's um like online gaming for example that makes sense so yeah. that's another thing um cool people do so yeah so not only audience for a particular podcast but like certain jobs that fit into the podcast world or lots of things. Yeah. Cool. 
That's oh why they're just, they're kind of all over the map. Like, they, yeah. they encapsulate everything. It's like the wild card of the social media yeah. entertainment industry. Um, hmm. So I guess we want to move on to, like, the better known podcasts, the more favorite podcasts. How do they stay current? What makes them entertaining? Of the podcasts I've ever heard of, I only know about four, <laughs> which are Welcome to Night Vale, This American Life, Serial, Stuff You Missed History Class. Oh, and Nerdist. Oh, I know five. But you mentioned Stephanie And you said you'd heard class. of uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that was a podcast. It, I just knew They it. just take the show and put it into podcast form. Oh, okay. Because I know when we like drove to like my aunt's house on holidays and we listened to it in the car. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know it became a podcast. I thought it was just a radio segment. Yeah. Actually, NPR has done a great job. They turn basically all of their popular radio shows into podcasts. That's nice. So This American Life, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, um, Studio 360... I'm not sure if Q is a podcast or not. Uh, Fresh Air. Okay. And then they do um, bits and pieces of other ones, and they all turn them into podcasts. That's nice, so, especially for like listeners who maybe can't get the blocked time that NPR is yes. doing these things, and it's like, we'll just listen to them on our own time. That's why I love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've probably heard of more than you think, just because of <laughs> yeah, NPR alone. That's They're Yay. kind of one of the podcast conglomerates. Um, uh if you, if you go on iTunes and look at the most popular episodes mm-hmm. or shows, uh, NPR, four NPR shows are always going to be at the top of the list. Um, and other popular ones, um, clearly Serial, I think, yeah. like, broke a bunch of podcast records when it aired last fall mm-hmm. um, because so many people were listening to it, and that was kind of... You know, the true crime, like, did he do it or did he not? They yeah. just, like, kept bringing people back because people mm-hmm. love that stuff. Um, but that was an interesting one because it was on a fixed 12 episodes. Oh, and I know okay. that they're they're working on, a, like, a second season, but it's going to be a different case. So it's, I don't want to say more episodic, but, you know, like, Nightville has however many hundreds of episodes, whereas this seems like a fix you get... I guess episodes in a series, yeah. and then it stops, and you get another series. Right. With the same theme, not format. Yeah, they'll, they'll be talking about, like, one case over multiple episodes, um, but, yeah, they have to do all their in-depth research, which is the other, like, thing, crazy thing about serials. She just, like, tried yeah. to go and look at every single last detail, so all these people with all these, I don't know, I, I just feel like people love doing that like yeah. let's go look at the blueprint of this best buy from 1996 and mm-hmm. see if there was a telephone booth here in the parking <laughs> yeah. lot and yeah well it's like the little like sherlock the little details of the things that pulled the case together yeah make yeah it really intriguing people have been super into that for a long time oh yeah <laughs> conan doyle knew what he was doing yeah. it's fine um yeah, the Nerdist is popular. Another one of the most popular ones is the Adam Carolla show. Yes, I mentioned I heard about that um, when I was doing like history digging. He was one of the ones that um, got sued by yeah, that personal guy. audio. Yeah. Yes, um, and one of the reasons he got sued is because he has a million listeners and people yeah. know that podcast. Like, if that guy sued me and my brother, <laughs> he would have he would get nothing out of it because no one listens to <laughs> yeah. us. We make no money. Um, and as far, oh, and then another actually popular one that I wanted to mention really quick mm-hmm. was the Savage Lovecast. It's uh, oh. Dan Savage. If you've heard of him, he writes um, like a sex relationship advice column. Mm-hmm. And now he does a podcast where like people call in, leave messages, cool. and then he talks about various stuff. Um, and it's basically like different, like a lot of sex advice, mm-hmm. um, but some like relationship advice stuff too. And I know his show is really popular. Is he related to Ben Savage? 
No, I don't okay. think so. Because Ben Savage is an actor. And I was like, Savage yeah. sounds familiar, but that's how I would know him if I knew him, but I guess I don't. <laughs> I'm fairly sure Never they're mind. not related. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm sure he also gets asked that a lot, probably. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Dan. So, I would say, you know, the, the popularity with um, a lot of those mm-hmm. is they found a topic and a formula that works, yeah. and then they just keep doing it. Okay. Um, because people were interested in mm. it, and they just keep yeah. going. Whatever brings the people back. Yeah, exactly. Makes and sense. then with, like, NPR, um, some of theirs is fairly easy, because they just follow, like, up-to-date news. Yeah. Um, this American Life is always going, like, digging for interesting stories that people have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of them, like, the love cast is just people yeah. calling in and being, like, I don't know about this sex thing. And he's like, let's talk about it. So cool. Yeah. I like how organically they kind of spring up out of things that interest people. And yeah, I think every podcast is created because the person who created it is really interested in whatever they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I think it's a cool thing for a geek magazine. Yeah. Like Minerva, because podcasts are kind of the ultimate labor of geek love because you're obsessing over something Mm -hmm. for a certain amount of time every (laughs) week or every two weeks or whatever um and that's what a lot of podcasts are someone like that's how me and my brother started novel ideas is we um, often read the same books and we would Mm -hmm. just talk about them for hours on end and we were like what if we basically did the same thing but we read the same book at the same time and then came up with a slight structure to our conversation and mm-hmm. made it into a podcast. Like, no one really cares, but we love books and talking yeah. about books, and so... And it's Like, fun. that's the point of it for yeah. us. Yeah. And especially if you have people who, would, who finally, when, when people, all the people should listen to this podcast, but then you can get people who are like, I agree with you, or I don't agree with you, and then you can have organic discussions with your fans or listeners or mm-hmm. just friends. Yeah, mostly just friends for us, but... <laughs> for now. But for other podcasts, yeah. There's um, yeah. a lot of fan feedback and really cool stuff going on. Like, uh, mm-hmm. his, The History of Rome, which is a podcast oh, I listen yeah. to. Um, that one's actually done, too, because he finally made it all the way through, like, through the History of Rome. Is that the really, really long one that it's was, like... like two, three hundred episodes? Yeah. It's, like, yeah. possibly an audiobook in and of itself. He's, he does 30 minutes on Rome every week. Or he did 30 minutes on Rome every week. Um, he actually has a new podcast that I need to start listening to, but, um, he would do all the research, write up the script, talk about it, and then in between that one and the next one, someone might email him and be like, hey, you pronounced, like, this random ancient Roman person's name wrong, or this, the size of this thing is actually, like, this size and not this size, and so he had a lot of listener engagement that way, and he could come on the next week and be like, by yeah. the way, <laughs> this helpful listener pointed out, and I'm sorry, this is wrong, or... Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. So, I like that level of engagement that it's, like... People are so into it. And you yeah. can see that it's not, like, a bunch of people... Some people were listening to History of Rome to learn about Rome. Like, mm. I was fairly knowledgeable about it, but liked getting the in-depth yeah. look and convince my brothers to listen to it, too. <clears throat> but then some of the people listening to it are experts, and they just want to hear someone talk about something they love. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons... I listen to so many history and literature podcasts is I've already read these things. I've already seen these things. I already know about these things, but I just love hearing people talk about them. Yeah. Especially when they engage your mind in a way that you didn't think, or like they come up with this new thesis and you're like, that makes so much sense. Why did I never read into this before? Yeah. Or whatever. (laughs) All right. 
Um, so you brought up about, oh, we talked about the patent troll and about like suing NPR for millions and millions of dollars. So let's talk about money yeah. and podcasts making money and or not <laughs> making money and how that system is in place. Yeah. Most of them do not make money. Um, but some of them do at least do and mm-hmm. try to. So the most common way I've run into um, podcasts making money is they'll get sponsors. Okay. Um, so for smaller ones that are like are popular but not like super crazy popular. Yeah. Um, the most common one I've heard is Audible because I feel like that sounds familiar. They they do audiobooks. Oh right right right. So, you know, if you're listening to this, you probably like to read, you probably like to listen to some audiobooks. Yeah. And so they'll put a little plug at the beginning or the end of the show, or sometimes in the middle of the show, and just say, this episode's sponsored by Audible. If you go to this special URL for my show, you can get a month free subscription. And then nice. the idea is that um, you would keep subscribing, so Audible would get money. Right. And then every person who clicks uh, or goes to that link and does the subscription, then the podcaster gets... Um, a cut of money for okay. that. So it's like sh- not sharing ad space so much, but it's like those kind of mutual ben- mutually beneficial deals that yeah. sponsors strike with yeah. the podcast people. Um, and then bigger podcasts like like This American Life, mm-hmm. they're sponsored by Scion is one of their big oh. sponsors. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you're big enough for a car company to notice you, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not sure exactly how that works, but I'm assuming that Scion just says, we'll give you X amount of money if you mention that your episode is sponsored by us. Yeah. Um, and those are really not that intrusive. They are usually, usually just a quick plug at the beginning and at the end. Um, some podcasts structure themselves into a couple sections, and they'll do ads in between the sections. More like a radio show in that respect. Yeah. Commercial breaks. Sometimes it really annoys me, kind of depending, and sometimes it doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people just, like, read through the script real quick, and then some people are like, well, okay, like, I know I have to say this and this, and then they'll, like, fuck around with what else (laughs) they get to say, and it gets ridiculous. That sounds Um, like fun. Because you're tailoring it to your audience, too. Yeah. But sponsors are, like, sponsors they mention are big. Um, And then some podcasts, like, I listen to a podcast called Backstory and one called um, Literature Lab, and both of those are sponsored by a university. That's cool. So they'll be, uh, I can't remember where Literature Lab is from, but Backstory Mm -hmm. is, I think, the University of Virginia. Oh, okay. And they'll be like, this is the podcast, the University of Virginia. And they they also have, um, they'll say, like, we get donations from, like, so-and-so and so-and-so. Yeah. But they kind of have that um, that university structure that, like, mm-hmm. helps make sure that they can fund doing the episodes. Yeah. Um, and then other listeners or other podcasters uh, might just, like, put a PayPal on their website and you okay. can donate money to them. Um, and then another one I've seen is um, one that I listened to. They would produce, like, bonus episodes that you paid for. Oh, that makes sense. So you would still get all the regular, if, if all you wanted to was just listen to their regular content and you were totally happy with that, then you could just do that for free. And then they would make special episodes that cost like a buck, a buck ninety nine yeah. um, to pay for and then you get like all the special user content. Okay. I mean, so that's a way that you can kind of have like a subscription service yeah, almost. Yeah, it sounds like subscription. But you're still keeping the spirit of right. free podcasts, which is like the whole point of podcasts is you can right. listen to them for free. It's like being a regular member or a premium yeah, member and getting exactly. that, like, one extra interview that you really wanted to listen yeah. to. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of all the various okay. ways. And then, I mean, like I said, a really common thing is just to not make any money. 
Um, so we pay for our equipment, our mm -hmm. domain name, all of the books that we read out of our own pocket right. because we like doing it and we don't really mind. Yeah. It's not like, a, for, for a podcast as small as us, it's not a huge investment. Right. Because it's just, yeah. you know, you have all the sources and resources within easy reach. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing I was going to say, actually, sorry, oh, yeah. no, is okay. that um, some podcasts are connected with certain, um, like, companies. Okay. So, I mean, like, NPR, for example, is the example yeah. I keep going back to, the radio mm -hmm. station. But, like, ESPN has a couple of podcasts. Um, and uh, Publishers Weekly, they actually have a couple of podcasts. Okay, that brings up, actually, I was going to ask you, that brings up an interesting point about, especially with reviewers, like, movie reviews or book reviews. Do Is it common or would it ever be common for, like, a really popular podcast, not to get solicited, but for, you know, a publisher to come to them and say, we'd love it if you review our book and extra like marketing feedback is that a dynamic that's in place or i don't think so might be? Okay. um i haven't heard it okay ever and clearly like no one's ever approached us because no one listens <laughs> to us but um as far as i know that doesn't happen okay. you might have an ad for a book in your show be like okay this week our episode is sponsored by like, this book and author, maybe the publisher paid to, like, get that book and author plug in the episode. Yeah. But I think, I think for review podcasts, um, like, what we decided, if that ever happened to us, if for some mm -hmm. reason we got, like, insanely popular, would be you can't compromise mm -hmm. um, your opinions. Like, if, if a publisher that says, we would love for you to review this, and they're totally cool with you giving your honest opinion, then yeah, maybe. Yeah. But if they're paying you to do it, then you can't actually... Yeah, give what you think, and then you're cheating your audience Definitely. out of what why they like listening to you. Yeah. So you have to keep the integrity of like I honestly didn't like this book, despite the fact that I was approached about it. Yeah, but there are um, there's some publishing industry podcasts like Publishers Weekly. Book Riot has a podcast that's mm -hmm. very popular, um, where they basically just talk about latest news in the publishing industry nice. and things like that. Um, and I'm sure they exist in other industries too. I just mm. don't listen to them because right. I'm not in those industries. <laughs> um, so there are ways for, or like there's, um, a New York times book review podcast, I think, where they'll oh. talk about like two mm. or three books that they reviewed for the review and like bring a couple people on to talk about those books. Nice. And so that's a way of kind of like sponsoring the books and talking right. about them, but they're not saying like, Oh, I love it because blah, blah, blah. Like they'll maybe talk yeah. to the author or talk about like, why it's getting attention or something, and so yeah. that's a way you can, like, keep your integrity and yeah. still... It's a more objective way to promote a book without... Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I think those are all of the questions I had immediately. If you want to now comes the fun part for you when you get to lay on all the podcasts you want me to listen to that we might be exploring <laughs> over the course of this series, because I'm excited. Yeah, I have a huge long list. I'm going to try to keep it really short for people so I'm not just, like, spitting out a huge list of stuff. Yeah. Um, so anyone who's a history fan, the How Stuff Works, um, like, umbrella podcasts are all great, and they have a ton of different stuff. Um, I've been listening to Stuff You Missed in History class for, like, four or five years mm -hmm. um, just because I love it. It's about a 30-minute, like, quick view on something in history um, sometimes popular stuff, but a lot of times, like, stories that you didn't learn in history class. Yeah. Um, and it's just really, like, a fun podcast that a lot of people like. Um, 
I'm just going to go ahead and show this a little bit since I've already mentioned it twice. Hardcore mm-hmm. history for anyone right. who is crazy about history and really wants to get into it. Um, the guy who does this, he does super long episodes. Like, I don't know if I've listened to an episode he's done that's been less than two hours. Okay. Um, and he does series. His series on the Roman Republic is really popular. That sounds really interesting to me. Um, and it's like six episodes and every episode's about two hours. Okay, that's fair. Plane ride, plane ride podcasting. Yeah, this is a guy you only want to listen to when you are ready to get into history. Yeah. Um, I would recommend Serial for anyone who... Uh, is interested in trying something new. I was pretty skeptical of it at first, just mm-hmm. because it was so popular, and I am definitely the person type of person who's like, it's popular, so I don't need to listen to it. Yeah, um, <laughs> I do that too. Like, But it was uh, researched by a lot of the people from This American Life, and Sarah Koenig hosted it, and she right. is a regular contributor to This American Life, and she's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll listen to Sarah Koenig talk for 12 hours straight. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. cool with me. Um and I was, I was actually going to say that I have actually stopped listening to podcasts before because they get a new host who I don't like. Oh. I and can, I'm like, ruins the show. I can, I can understand that. It's like when they replace a favorite character on a TV show. Yeah. Or like, your favorite book character dies, and you're like, well, I don't want to finish the book because yeah. I was reading it for you. And they'll stick to the formula, and it's still like something's missing. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to get over yourself because, you know, you're like, Fair. I don't like change, but... Yeah. Um, Monster Talk is one of my favorite podcasts. It sounds really cool from the title. <laughs> yeah, it's done by um, some of the people who work for Skeptics Magazine. Mm-hmm. And so the awesome thing about Monster Talk is the people who host the show are super duper into monsters. like have been their whole lives, but they're also skeptics. So they cool. try to scientifically look at monster legends. Mm-hmm. And each episode they have a new person on who's done a lot of research into a particular topic and oh. will tell them... Like, here's the scientific evidence, here's, like, what people have claimed, and it's really, really, really interesting. Um, for anyone especially who likes monsters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a monster fan. I'm game. Um, Freakonomics is a podcast that a lot of people really love, mm-hmm. um, based on the idea behind the books, which is they talk about subjects and, from mm-hmm. an angle that you might not expect. Cool. So, like, here's how this okay. thing might randomly affect this thing, and let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend who cannot get enough of Freakonomics. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I already mentioned a lot of these. And then the other thing I was going to say that's awesome is if you want to listen to podcasts, you can basically just go to iTunes and click on, like, whatever subject area you're interested in, and mm-hmm. just scroll through and start picking stuff. Nice. Based on if the description sounds interesting and the subject sounds mm-hmm. interesting. And if you listen to an episode and you don't like it, you can always just not listen to it anymore. That's true. Um, which is how I try to discover podcasts, is I'll mm-hmm. find like three or four new ones, I'll listen to a couple episodes of each, and then decide is this worth yeah. still listening to or not. Um, sometimes it is, and sometimes they're not. Um... And the other one last thing that I mm-hmm. wanted to say yes. is that um, I really think podcast listeners should go out of their way to find and support podcasts uh, hosted by women. Yes. Because, I don't know, you probably won't be surprised to learn that the podcast world, just like everywhere else... In the world. <laughs> the majority of podcasts, are popular podcasts, have male hosts. Um, not all of them... Mm-hmm. 
and you know there are co-ed ones too but what I've discovered is that a lot of the really popular ones tend to be hosted mainly by men and mm. um and there are ones hosted by like only women um but you're more, more likely usually to find like a woman and a man mm. co-hosting um and so I've been trying to go out of my way lately to, like, specifically find podcasts, like, with female hosts. Definitely. Which is one of the great things about Stuff You Missed in History Class and um, Stuff Mom Never Told You, which is another half oh, like podcast. That. Both of those are two female hosts. Cool. Um, and, uh, but yeah, those just, just need to get promoted more. I think, like, the awareness is coming around and it's happening. Yeah. Um, but, like, I listened to one podcast for a while that I really liked, and mm-hmm. it, was, it was three guys just talking about movies. Um... And I really liked their dynamic, so I listened to it. And one episode, they were wondering, like, should we get a woman on our show and maybe have, like, three guys and a girl? And apparently a ton of the fans, like, wrote them serious hate mail about how, like, a woman... Having a woman on the show would ruin it. Oh, my God. And, I mean... I think Talk about not liking change. Geez. Yeah, like, for, for that particular one, like, just because the three of them were so close, like... I think adding any fourth person in the mix could have ruined the dynamic. I mean, they could have worded it but that way, which is yes, maybe what they intended when they said that those things, but it didn't sound like that was what they yeah. meant when they said it's it. Like, oh God, okay. women are awful. No, <laughs> bad. So um, that's kind of my little plug. I definitely been. I just downloaded a couple new ones last night, so we'll see how they turn out, and then maybe recommend them in the future. Yeah, because I mean, that's the whole point of. Just, like, running through, figuring out which podcasts work, and for yeah. me, anyway, learning about them all. Okay, well, I guess those are all my questions. Thank yeah. you so much for joining me today. You're this welcome. so much fun. Thankfully, the mic worked this time. Yay! Because it's fully recorded. Yes, go us. Um, I guess just to wrap up, I'm Olivia, again, this is Gabs, and this is The Virgin Podcaster, and if you're interested, you can find us as part of Minerva Mag on our website at www.minervamag.com, or on our Facebook page, or on our Twitter, at Mag Minerva. Um, thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope you have a wonderful day, and remember to podcast your eyes to the future. No, I apologize for nothing. Bye! Bye!